0: Welcome to the Psychic Stories podcast, encouraging conversations about mental health. Today, I'm speaking to Frenchair Gardner. Frenchair is an entrepreneur working to promote africa made products, and she's the creator and host of a News You Can Use podcast, and if that wasn't enough, she's also a mum of four. Frenchair, welcome.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me, Matt. I really appreciate this opportunity to speak with you and your audience.
0: Absolute pleasure, and you know, just to say as well, you're the, first, you're the first of our guests from across the pond in Dallas, Texas
1: yes that's awesome
0: (laughs) um so yeah so the so the goal of this chat is to have an open and honest conversation about your mental health journey to get some insight into the tools and techniques that have helped you and are available and accessible to other people and by discussing your journey we hope to share and normalize conversations about mental health as often people are not alone in these experiences does that sound good to you sounds great awesome so over to you please talk to us and tell us about your mental health journey
1: Sure will. So my name again is Frencher Gardner. And again, I'm grateful to be on the show. And I um, was diagnosed with bipolar depression around, um, I guess, 2004, maybe a few years after I graduated from, from college at Southern, Southern Methodist University with two degrees in psychology and sociology. And um, I just was kind of having a meltdown Mm. and um, I wasn't really sure what it was and what was going on with me. And so I I went to a doctor and and sure enough, they diagnosed me with bipolar depression. And so of course I knew what that was because I I actually have a psychology degree. So I definitely knew what it was, but I was like, I was in total denial that I could possibly have um, bipolar. Like I was like, everybody else can have it I could probably see it in them but I definitely could not see it within myself yeah. and that was a struggle from the beginning um, I did start me- medic you know getting medications mm-hmm. and things but they weren't helpful at all they mm-hmm. really just turned me into a zombie mm-hmm. and so I was just kind of just drooling and looking and staring out in space for hours and so after that experience with the medications, um, I just kind of went into denial denial mode. Mm. I didn't want to believe that, like I said, I had bipolar. And then I was like, well, I can mind over matter this thing. You know, I, I, can, I can totally beat this with my mind, you know? And, and so I tried that for a while. Of course, it didn't work. Uh, what the experience I had, I moved to St. Louis, Missouri, um, in 2011 Mm. and probably around 2016, I had the most worst depressive episode that I've ever experienced Mm. in, in, in my, in my history. And, um, what, what that entailed was I just didn't move. Like I literally would wake up. And go to my couch and turn the TV on, and I would do nothing for hours. And um, I'm the only one who takes care of me. You know, I don't have a husband or a boyfriend that you know can sustain my living. And so here I am. I was an, at that time I was an insurance agent, and I wasn't going to the office. I wasn't calling setting the appointments. I just wasn't doing a thing. I wasn't eating. I wasn't really bathing well. I just wasn't doing anything to help me. I was, like I said, I wasn't eating. It was just a really hard time. It was it probably spanned it for about a month and a half. Hmm. And um, when, when that happened, it was really a, a slap in my face and, and I had to really honestly, you know, realize that okay (laughs) you do have bipolar (laughs) you do have it this depression episode is the evidence of it because I guess what the main thing is I usually experience manic episodes more than depression yeah and the manic episode I was just gonna
0: I was just gonna ask that because you you mentioned when you were diagnosed with bipolar like you know from your experience what does it feel like for, to 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 have bipolar, like you said, manic. There's depressive states. I'd love we'd, we'd love to hear from your experience how that feels.
1: Yes, so I call the manic episodes my rock star stages because I feel like I can do everything. Like I feel like a superstar. I, I can get every and anything that my mind creates. I can do it. So it's and very productive. It is very productive. Yeah. It is very productive. But it also gets me in a jam because I overcommit to things. Okay, I may I overcommit to things because, like I said, I feel like I can do anything. And mm. so, yeah, you can do anything, but the realistic part of it is you can only do certain things because mm. your time is going to allot it. Maybe your energy is not going to going to fulfill it. So, really, you can't do everything. Mm. You know, and you just there's some things you have to limit yourself and. And when you, I'm in my manic, manic episode, there are no limits. There, are the you know, the sky is the limit. And yeah. so I, I, spend the, I spend nights up all day. You know, I don't, I don't get much sleep at night. That's when, that's when I know that I'm really in a manic episode. When I'm, I'm staying up to four o'clock in the morning yeah. every day. You know, I'm not trying to get enough rest to, to compensate for staying up late. Mm. I spend way too much money and and i mean like i'm not paying bills i'm yeah. i'm just blowing the money like i'm mm. going on shopping sprees and and, it, and it, I also, it, no, does it does it feel ahead. like
0: something you can control
1: it doesn't it doesn't it, it's i feel like i'm out of control actually like, I, it's like there isn't very much that i can do outside of being medicated mm. um that that can control it it's there's i can't figure out anything to control that you know and so at some point i just learned to just be productive during that time you know if if i'm gonna be up then you know let's create something you know and so um a lot of the art that i have behind me that those are these this is this is created from when i was in manic episodes and i couldn't sleep and so um a lot of I, I am, like I said, I am productive, but I overextend myself and, and I also have reckless behavior sexually. Like I may, I might hook up with a partner that under normal circumstances, I wouldn't have chosen, Mm. you know, I just wouldn't have chosen that that person or or even just to do it at all. Yeah. And so, um, it's, it's a reckless time. It's kind of scary because, um, I've, I've lost a lot um, based on just having this this problem and, and not staying medicated because sometimes I'll go and get medications but I won't. I'll, I'll, I'll go in and out of denial because I'm like man are you sure you got this are you sure no I'll go back and forth because I really don't I just don't want to have it. I don't want to be the one with bipolar. You know, mm-hmm. of course, there's, there's lots of people with bipolar and, and people who are thriving with it. Mm-hmm. But I just don't. I just didn't want to have it. <clears throat> it just didn't make any sense to me. But yet it does. Because my, ha- my family has mental illness. You know, I don't want to put my family on the spot. But like my father, he has PTSD. He has, he was, he basically, in my own opinion, he lost his mind in the Vietnam War. And so, um, and then my mother, she's a hoarder and that's a mental health condition. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I just have, you know, mental illness is in my family, but the deal was no one, no one, it's not a thing where you go and seek help. You know, this is just something that you deal with. You don't even acknowledge it. And so I had to break that curse in that I had to go get treated and, and, and it helped a lot that, you know, I, I went to school for. It. You know, I was just going
0: to I, I was just gonna say that. Did, did it help that you had this knowledge and you're like, actually, I understand not only the symptoms, but the kind of the system and also what I'm, what I'm, what I'm, the choices out there for me to say, okay, I, you know, I don't need to live with this. I can try and do something about it.
1: It helped a lot, Matt. I really needed to, to go within and say, OK, OK. You know this is a real thing. And so I, I finally went and see tell. Um, I went to a psychologist uh, or a psychiatrist or whichever one. Mm-hmm. Basically, they can prescribe you me medicines. Yeah. And then I also had a few counselors and therapists um, because I needed to be able to talk things through with people. You mm-hmm. know, Not only just be medicated and find the right medications, but I also needed to work things through work things out with people. So I did all of that and um, it was very useful. I had a counselor that I went in for a person um, trauma. Um, I, I had PTSD and um, we, we just went through uncovering the lies or uncovering what I was telling myself that might not be true. So actually so, it was all
0: about dysfunctional thoughts.
1: It was all about dysfunctional thoughts. Really? Okay. It was, that and that's scary, so,
0: right? That we can tell ourselves things that are just false.
1: We can't. Our mind is so powerful. It, it, you know, we our mind is is so powerful that yes, if you tell yourself a false lie, a, a false thing, your mind will believe it. The universe will uh, will uh show up uh in, in within that lie, and so. Um, that's not useful for you. And so I the, the the counselor really was able to help me to understand, okay, you do have bipolar, you do need to see some kind of help. Or are you gonna keep having a lot of trouble? Like I literally I you know just in, in all transparent, I had a multifamily property that I was managing in St. Louis that I owned. The mortgage. I'm just being total transparent. The mm-hmm. mortgage was only it was less than five hundred dollars a month, mm-hmm. and I managed to screw that up by, by bipolar, you know, mm-hmm. manic episodes, not spending the money correctly, you know, just un, not budgeting, you know, just being frivolous with the funds. You I, know, it was, I
0: was. It, I, I'm really getting the sense of it. It really affects your decision making.
1: It, it it does. Yeah, it does. It really does. And um and so it was just really important to get medication. Like I moved here back to Dallas. This is my hometown. I moved here last summer and and um it was very important that I found me a doctor that was gonna be able to prescribe me some medicine so I can get back on my medicine because I had a fear when I was in St. Louis, leaving St. Louis. I'm like, man, I'm gonna run out of medications. And I don't have a doctor. Mm. And right now, everything's great. Because when I am medicated, I, I was taking, in St. Louis, I was taking Latuta. Now I'm taking Abilify, because Latuta is too expensive mm. for a monthly prescription. And um, it was just really important and urgent that I find me a doctor when I moved here, because I didn't want to go through being sick again, you know, because it's just not fun. like the experience of of the even even the manic episodes make me creative and produce more. It's still not fun to not get any rest. Yeah. Not not, not eat well, you know, because yeah. I'm not thinking of that really. And so and then like I said, it, it put me in jams because I've during these manic episodes, I commit to all these different things and to these people. And now when the when the fall clears, I'm still standing there having to do all this work, and I'm like, "Wait, when, when did I sign up? When did I yeah. sign up for this?" And I'm like, then, "I'm really, I'm really feeling like out of, out of body experience."
0: And and do you, I think that's a really interesting way to put it. That out of body. Do you feel like when you're in those manic episodes, that do you feel like you can tell yourself, "I'm in a manic episode," but you're almost just being pushed along in the tidal wave of it? And then once you've committed to all these things you know, that tidal wave slows and you look at it, does all those over-commitments and kind of looking back at what's happened, does that pull you into a depressive episode? Because it kind of like, Mike, this is too overwhelming.
1: I don't let it. Yeah, okay. I don't let it, mm. you know, and I don't know how it is that I don't let it, but I guess it's my mind, but yeah. I don't let it. Mm. Um, after I've committed, i like, oh, crap, you know, I've done this. Now I have to, now I have to do the work. And, um, so, you know, I just kind of buckle down and just, you know, go into it, but it's, I kind of, it's a resentment. I do have a resentment, you know, towards myself, like, man, if you just would have kept your mouth shut, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe I would not have to be doing all these things now. And so, um, I don't know. It's, 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 I don't even say it's a fun ride. It's not a fun ride, you know, cause these, I want to be just level you know and that's what i'm striving for with the medication is just to be level Um, i'm already my zodiac signs of cancer so i'm already kind of emotional as a human anyway you know just you know i'm I'm already emotional so it's it's already enough going on to add you know having highs and lows Mm -hmm. and and you know before i got medicated and got treated I just was just a mean person. You know, sometimes I'm happy and and I'm this, I'm full of joy. But in a day, that can switch over. And I was really mean. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that when I'm not on my medications, I do that. And so that's part of the bipolar, too. Like, it's really like having two personalities or two people. Mm-hmm. Like, I I even have a point named the personality. The other person who's the, the can I cuss? Yeah, of course you can. Okay, so the you person, <laughs> her name is Vanilla, and Vanilla, Vanilla is a mean woman, and she will. She's the one who's gonna straightforward, straight talk you, and she don't like, She don't take no shit, and and she's the one that's giving me in all this trouble with people, and mm. and having, having all these experiences that I would normally have. And so um it's it's a ride, but um being medicated yeah. is, what, it, what it does is make me laser focused. Yeah, and that's what I don't that's what I lack when I'm unmedicated. There's no focus when when I'm unmedicated when'm fo- when I am, I can I can set my mind on something. Mm. and stay focused on it Mm. because that's another problem with bipolar is that you have racing thoughts. There's all these different thoughts coming into your head at once. And it's, it feels like there's a million of them Mm. and you can't stop it. It's like, it's a, it's a, it's a train going North real fast. Mm. And, um, so the medicines do, you know, slow down my thinking so that I'm able to concentrate and focus on one thing. Yeah.
0: It's interesting. You talk about, like, you talk about the, the kind of the uh, the alter ego side of things being vanilla. Um, we've had, we've had someone um, on the podcast talking uh, about their anxiety and actually naming their anxiety. So when they recognize what's going on, they can, they can say, look, and I think the name of the anxiety was something like Kyle or something. And it's kind of like, Kyle, no, Stop that. Stop that. Do you, do, you, do you find, are you able to talk to yourself like that? It's just like, vanilla, stop being mean. Stop being mean.
1: I do. Um, <laughs> it's rare. It honestly is rare. Because um, a lot of times I'm just not even aware that it's going on. I'm just thinking that maybe I'm just having an off day. And I'm tired, yeah. you know, so I, I chalk it up to that. Instead of actually, I actually honestly acknowledging that "Mm, this might be an episode that I'm having.
0: And it's interesting you say that. So from your own personal subjective experience, actually, it sounds like in those states, it can be very confusing.
1: It is confusing. Mm. For sure. It is confusing because, because one, you don't know, like when you're depressed, you don't know if you're just sad, you know, and and something just triggered you to be sad. Because I have things, I have reasons to be sad. You know, so um, that's that's the thing. You know, it, it, until it actually is is going on for a period of time, then I realize, oh, I'm depressed. That's what this is. This this isn't just a funk. I'm actually depressed. Mm.
0: And it's important to acknowledge that as well. And I suppose it comes back to your, your, your training and knowledge again, right? It enables you to understand that a little better, which I think is important because to say that, you know, in terms of, you know, you know I, I'm not familiar necessarily with the US mental health system, but in the UK, people talk about depression, anxiety, and it just kind of rolls off the tongue. Do we really know when we're depressed or do we really know when we're anxious? I think that's, that's a question. Like, I think you put it really, really well. Am I depressed or am I just in a funk it's very difficult to tell frankly and that's why you need to talk to professional people don't you
1: It's that's the truth um i think that i'm gonna specifically say in the african-american community it's really taboo to speak to a professional i I think that we've been trained to you just tough it out you know you can Mm. you know you can work that thing out or you know, it's going to be all right or whatever the, the shenanigans is to yeah. say, you know, that to blow it off, you know, you don't need help. And so um, I kind of had to fight through that. It helped a lot that I did have the degree. And so I did know that there was help for me. Mm. Um, but it took me a while to get to a place where I wanted to talk to somebody. Because like I said, I was in denial about it, you know, on and off. And, um, but it's a good place to start, you know, really is when you talk to someone and you can get an understanding of what's going on, um, you're out of the darkness. And so really there's no excuse one, two, two, now you can, you can figure out some solutions, mm. you know, and without, without that, then you're, you're lost. And, and so I didn't want to keep traveling down that road. And because it was very unhealthy for me, mm. and so I definitely seeked help. Um, the, I think even you know being medicated was most important, honestly, because that's what got me balanced or gets me, but keeps me balanced. Um, and but talking to the therapists and the counselors, that was really uh, what's the word? It was a relief mm. um, because. We were able to together acknowledge you know that yes i did have an illness and that that it's it's not life or death you know because i'm still here you know it's not life or death so i'm still here and that true. i can be i can be well you know i can still thrive because when i look think about um bipolar or just any kind of mental illness yeah. I don't want to call us crazy, but I do want to say, you know, to me it's shunned, you know, to have a mil- mental illness.
0: It's, still, it's, it's not, still a massive stigma, isn't it?
1: It is. It is. And so um, it was really important to me to get right, you know, and um, so I think what what I found out though was, was stress, you know, stress triggers, stress triggers the, um, the bipolar or in the episodes, I would say. Um, And so I try to stay free of stress (laughs) so that I can, I can stay level like this place where I'm level, I'm focused. Like if I wasn't focused, I wouldn't even have reached out to you. I wouldn't be on your show. It just wouldn't have happened because my mind would have been in 30 different places.
0: Mm. And do you, do you find it, you, you mentioned as well, like as an as an African-American woman within African-American community, do you feel that what you've done and going to seek help, like do you try, you know, uh, do you recognize some potential mental health challenges in, in other people, some of your friends, family, and try to encourage them to try and fight that stigma?
1: I do. <clears throat> I do. I encourage, you know... I do. I do encourage people to seek therapy. I honestly think we all should get some kind of therapy just because life is so tough.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Life is ups and downs, and everyone needs support and talking.
1: Exactly. And so I definitely encourage that. But people don't want to hear it. You know, it really is a stigma. People don't want to hear you tell them, A, that they're ill, Mm. B, that they should seek help. People just don't like in my community, particular. They don't want to hear that. You know, they, they want to hear that. They don't want to. They just don't want to hear that. I don't know what they want to hear, mm-hmm. but they don't want to hear that.
0: And w- 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 why do you think that is? Because you know, I certainly can. That there, there certainly is huge similarities. Like you know, in 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 Britain, we are we are we are we are made we are made fun of across the world for not talking about our emotions that british stiff upper lip like we just don't talk and recently in the last maybe 10 10 years people have become much more open to talk about it and now mental health is talked about it's talked about very openly but it's still it, there's still a stigma and despite us having this great conversation there are many others who will say that they want to talk but actually do find it very difficult to still um, so I can, I, I can cer- certainly resonate with that. But from your perspective, wh- why do you think that is from, from your community?
1: Well, I think that um, it has a lot to do with um, the systematic slavery uh, that we, we went through. Um, I think that in those times, we were not given proper um, any kind of care, <laughs> but there was no care for our minds because if there was any care for our minds then obviously um our parents and our children wouldn't have been taken away from us you know Mm -hmm. it wouldn't been stripped away from us and so i think all of that has caused the mental illness one but Mm -hmm. two i think that because we had to be so brave you know in these years and these times we had to be so brave we had to keep going you know, we there was no stopping to mourn your child being being stripped from you. There was none of that. There was no no mourning. There was no process of of of, of healing. Mm. And I think that um, we have taken that. We've been we've been instilled um, that kind of behavior where we don't really acknowledge and take care of ourselves. That that has been trickled down. To the descendants of our ancestors and um, that, that's my answer yeah
0: yeah and and I think as well like, it like you you said like in those in those in those you know centuries for which that systematic uh, I suppose conditioning of your mind in terms of right, get through, get through, get through. We just keep on going. We just keep on going. Like, you know, I'm I'm sure there's parallels. You know, now in terms of, you know, I don't, you know, I, you know, I, some of the politics, some of the some of the structural uh, issues within communities, both in Britain, Europe, America, wherever it is. But these, you know, things that happened a long time ago st- still have a very, very kind of a very lasting imprint. And I think, I think. Talking about that and acknowledging that to encourage people to be more open, but also to address the systems that, frankly, are still being oppressive. Yes. And those systems are still being oppressive. It might not be as overt as previous, but, you know, there are reasons why people are out on the streets. For sure. Those reasons aren't necessarily about, you know, injustices that happened centuries ago, it's what's happening right now.
1: That's right.
0: And if we're not going to, frankly, come together as a community and listen to each other, and, you know, because it's about trust. It's like if, you know, and, and, and I get this from my perspective, like sometimes you just don't, you know, you don't want to seek help. And that could be for a multitude of reasons. You just don't want to seek help. But actually, a lot of it is about trusting other people, isn't it?
1: Yes, it is that you hit a key point. We don't trust each other, mm. and specifically in the Black community, we don't trust each other. But we've been taught that, you know, yeah. we've been taught to not trust each other. Yeah. And um, until you break the mental curses of uh, what's been instilled, and I'm specific, of course, I'm specifically talking about the African American community mm. and in in America. You know, until we we actually sit down and acknowledge the trauma that we have experienced that affects us today, mm-hmm. um, and I call that when when I think when you're able to acknowledge it, I, I consider you woke and mm-hmm. conscious and 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 you're aware. You know, you're aware of what's going on, and, and until we make that, and, and I feel like this is the perfect time to do it because we have the internet mm-hmm. and the internet has all of this wisdom and knowledge and you can ask ask, ask and answer all of these different questions mm. um, to not be ignorant to what was what was going on. And so this is definitely the time and, and I'm grateful for that because so much trauma has happened to us now we're finally to figure out where the the what I want to call it the sleeping giant is awakening.
0: Yeah absolutely and,
1: And, and that's a necessary thing. This movement that we are, we are in is, is integral. Because we don't need to keep teaching our children this ignorance. Mm. You know, we, we do need to acknowledge what the, the, the um, invisible factors that are affecting us. And there are many.
0: And, And that's, I think it's a really interesting way to put it, like, you know, in as generations, you know, as generations move forward and we start having kids, and it's actually, it's a parental responsibility, right? To acknowledge some of the issues of the past, educate our children of what those issues are of the past, but say, you don't need to be held to those issues. You can move forward in a different, and, and think in a different way. And I think you're right with the internet. I mean, frankly, I mean, we're having a chat about mental health through, through, through Zoom. Yeah, um, you're sitting in Dallas. I'm sitting in London. And but w- what I find fascinating is that there are in different communities there are different is- issues, different histories, different structural injustices. But how we experience the road, we all get angry, we all get sad, we all happy, and we all get joyful. We can have these conversations, like. Like you and I, we come from very different backgrounds, but we can have these conversations because we know what being happy feels like. We know what being angry feels like. They just happen for different reasons. And we've got to acknowledge that. That's right. Yeah. It's, so, so uh, as a, as a, as a mom of four, uh, you know, in terms of, you know, I've got, a, I've got, a, I've got a little daughter, 18 months old. Right. She's not yet talking, so I can't quite communicate with her yet. Yeah? But from your perspective, from, thank you. But from 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 mental health perspective, how do you how do you break that curse, like you put it, with your kids?
1: I Talk to them. I talk to them about different things um, pertinent to that issue. Um, I don't have to get to have many conversations because I'm going to be more more transparent with you mm-hmm. in that. Uh, My I I have four children, but they are adopted to Mm -hmm. another family because of uh, situations between my husband and I. Mm -hmm. And so and it was a closed adoption. So I actually don't get to talk to them much at all. Mm -hmm. And so when I do get a chance to talk to my oldest son, I'm telling him as much as I can about this world Mm -hmm. and how to navigate it. And um, that's the best I can do you know yeah. because that's that's all i have
0: yeah 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 and, it, and 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 like you know like you said like in those moments where you are able to communicate like you know that, that's all we can do we can do our best right to have that's right. how in those moments where you do how does how, how does your eldest son respond does he does he in terms of the mental health stuff well
1: some things he blows off cuz he's only 15 Mm, and then other things (laughs) you know and at this point he thinks he knows everything and so um a, a lot of the conversations we have I just break it down into real real life things you know like you know what could happen you know in different situations um it's not more so I'm not really having mental health conversations you know but what I am saying is if you choose this way of life you know this is what may happen if you choose this way of life this is what may happen so i'm presenting the options that he's not thinking about he's not you know he he's thinking about going this way this way and that way and so i'm like okay cool you can go this that way this way or that way but this is the 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 uh, consequences of those actions if you if you make those terms
0: yeah I, I think that's a really good point it's about laying out the possible options and and i think that's it's really interesting what you said is the options that they're not thinking about it's laying out those options and just talking through those consequences and hopefully enabling it because that's all we can do right we can just guide our kids like we can't tell them what to do because they're their own people you can guide them and we we hope that they make they, they make good decisions
1: we do we do and and um we truly do perish for the lack of knowledge and so that's why i i put those different um options out there and scenarios out there for him so that he can understand um you know what what his choices will uh will give him mm.
0: how do you so so moving back to kind of the idea of kind of your, your work as well in terms of, because as you're an entrepreneur, I can yes. see as, you know, and you know, I'm, you know, that there, there, there's an entrepreneur's community in in London, so many places. And you start to, you start to see that actually a lot of the entrepreneurs there might also have their mental health challenges as well. It takes a certain kind of mindset to, to drive, constantly in one direction. And you, you do hear about people having their, you know, having their ups and downs because it's very, diff, you know, it is a, it is a, a, like you said, it's an option presented to you. It's a lifestyle, which is, it's hard. It's not secure and it's not stable.
1: Right. So as an entrepreneur, um, I'll say that what bipolar does is make me a more creative person, mm-hmm. um, because because of the racing thoughts, I'm able to produce ideas, you know, in minutes, you know, I have, I have all kinds of ideas and visions and I believe that I don't, I'm not going to even blame that on bipolar, but I will say that those gifts are, are, um, numerous because it's, it's what, what I get a chance to do with my creativity is create something out of nowhere and, and i i really enjoy that process um the it where the where the where it gets kind of tricky is is understanding which ideas to move forward with
0: mm-hmm. yeah good point what's actually viable
1: what's gonna what's viable that's mm-hmm. right and so um that's where i find my my, my troubles lying because I've always wanted to ask a mentor or a coach, well, do you just focus on one idea at a time or do you, or do you um, work on different ideas at once? Uh, and so I'm always curious to know what others are doing. Yeah. Um, but mainly that's, that's my, what, what I'm working through is, is, is having so many ideas yeah. to, to figuring out, which one is going to be valuable, what's going to, what's going to be viable. And it's just a fun, it's just a fun journey, actually, because um, I like, like I said, I like to create, I like creating. Mm. But as far as just like, actually everyday everyday things, you know, it is, it is a challenge. Like I said, paying bills is a challenge for me. Mm. You know, being able to budget my money that's a challenge for me and um, I have to to really think about it hard mm. and literally make budgets and 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 a lot the funds you know to where it goes are I' are blew it you know mm. and it's gone
0: and, and and given that context like what 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 keeps on motivating you to continue on your journey as an entrepreneur as opposed to getting a a, a, a job which just basically pays the bills Uh, what, what, what's motivating you?
1: I have several motivations, Matt. So one, I love having my own time. Yeah. You know, I love being able to leverage my own time and have the freedom of time. I like, I like being able to wake up when I want to wake up. Mm. And when I, when I'm tired of working, I can take a nap or I can move on to something else. Mm. I love having that. Secondly, I want to leave a legacy for my children. I want them to have something to say. Mommy did this for me. She set this up. Mm-hmm. We have assets and wealth now because of the work Mom did. Mm-hmm. And thirdly, I'm encouraged because of the people that I help. The people that I help in in my business and and is is so rewarding. Like I look. Even more than my own success, I love seeing you successful. Mm. I that drives me, mm. and so that's where my passion lies in helping others in in the way that I do.
0: It's interesting because I, I remember when 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 finding a little bit more about you, you come across this idea of working with with uh, with African brands um, in a cooperative economics. And, yes. you know, that's something that that strongly resonates with myself. And actually it's not all always about competition. There's a space for competition, but also a space for cooperation as well. And actually, you know, I think the reality is that we can all be successful together rather than it's just you or just you.
1: That's right. Like I feel like there is enough resources for everybody to win. Mm. And so when I learned of the the concept of Ujamaa, which is a uh, Swahili term from um, one of the Kwanzaa principles, and, and and it means cooperative economics, when I learned about that, I was like, hell yeah! How can I do that? Yeah, you know, how can I put together a system where? We are helping each other financially yeah. with our time, yeah. with all of our resources. Because I really do believe teamwork makes the dreams work. So, the, when I came up with my brand, BNS LLC, it was all about trying to figure out how I can partner mm-hmm. with other people. And so, since I love selling, I love selling things. And so, I figured, well, that's going to be my way out. Because I'm going to make... Like, I'm wearing a t-shirt that I designed, so Mm -hmm. I sell my t-shirt. and But I also will make... I will sell your your t-shirt, too. Mm. And so, what that does is it makes a little less work for you because you didn't have to sell those 10 shirts. I did it.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But you made the money. Yeah. You know, he might have split the profit, but you made some money. Yeah. And so... I really love, I've been, i partnered probably at this point with about 10, 15, um, different brands mm-hmm. and I just love it. I love being able to go out to a community event as a vendor and I set up and I don't just have one thing. I don't just have this one green t-shirt. No, I have books from Amber Bookstore LLC. I have visual art. I have all of these different things from different companies yeah. that and it, and it's a whole market. And and to watch people as they they look at the table, like, what is this? What is mm-hmm. that? I just love that. And to say, oh no, that's not mine. That's my friend's. Yeah. That's my friend's item. Mm-hmm. And and let's let's get it bought, you know? Or just to say, or just to say that. I um I helped I helped get this book. I got this help to get this book to a to a thousand people. Are now now people know about this book because of the work that I did.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: That just makes me feel so grand. Like I just feel I feel on top of the world because yeah. because I know that singularly an action that I did produce something for someone else
0: yeah which which is a very powerful emotion isn't it like it's it's and it's interesting you're saying about you know from that principle from swahili like from 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 my limited experience but in 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 nigeria and africa again coming from a place much like america where it's all about it's all about you 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 it's all about the individual it's not about community actually there are different ways of doing things and And you know, leveraging that power of the community where we all win together is, is incredibly powerful. And, you know, do you find it difficult taking that mindset and that business approach in a place, America, which is known very much like in Britain for being all about the individual?
1: You know, I thought that I would have some pushback, but it, the concept has been embraced. Mm-hmm. You know, the concept has been embraced. Um, people know it. It, it, they can win. They <laughs> can win with this concept. Yeah, and but that's it. They it it really, is a win-win, right? Really, it is a win-win. So, so I'm, I'm very encouraged. Um, by the responses, people people jump in on on cooperative economics. Yeah. Now, yeah, you do have some pushback because it goes back to what we were saying earlier. People don't trust each other. Mm, good point. So we had. I have to build these relationships. You know, I I just can't. You know, I, I'm just immediately mad. Hey, now let me sell your products. No, yeah. I build relationships with yeah. people so that they can know that they can trust me. They they watch me with interact with with such and such company, yeah. and so now they know that hey, I'm not I'm not gonna sell your things and keep your money.
0: Yeah. And and I think that's I think that's a really good you point. Know, but it's a really good point because, and also like, because people don't trust people when they're, when they talk about, you know, when you're talking about the cooperative economics, and basically you're saying, okay, l- 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 let's say, for example, you split the profits 50, 50, right? You split the profits 50, 50 and people are like, okay, where's the catch? You see what I mean? Like, where's the catch? Like people don't expect do. it to be fair.
1: They don't expect it to be fair because this world ain't fair. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> this world's not set up fairly, you know, just honestly, it's, it's not. And um and so, uh like I said, it, it does involve building relationships. And, and that's what I'm here for, too. And so hmm. that's what I'm a people person. Yeah. And so. I'm able to relate to anybody. You know, you can be from, you can be the richest person or you can be the poorest person, and in between, I'm just able. I my experiences have allowed me to be able to grow with you. You know, it doesn't. I'm able to meet you where you are. It doesn't matter where you are. I can, I can, I can feel you. Mm.
0: and and what i'm hearing more and more is and especially from that question earlier about why do you choose this lifestyle and bring it back into context of mental health it seems like you choose this lifestyle because it's it's very simple it brings you positivity and it makes you feel happy
1: it does
0: yeah that's
1: exactly why i do all we
0: want right so that's it so with with your you know, the entrepreneurial lifestyle, and I assume, like you said, you've been through some pretty dark, depressive times as well. I'd like, love to ask about what are the tools and tips and kind of coping strategies that help you get through those?
1: Yes, sir. So um, through all of the training and therapy and all that, I've come out with, with, come out with some tools that help me um during my dark times, during my my tough times, during my anxious times, and one of them is deep breathing. Mm. So when I feel myself really anxious, really uptight, I take several I just and wherever I am, I could be driving, mm. you know, I, I'm at home, no matter where it is. And when I'm feeling this way, I take about three or four deep breaths. Mm. And just, you know, and, and this it's a simple thing, but it makes a big difference. Yeah. Um, another also, thing is free. It's free. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. And okay. So another thing I use, um, is a, is a, I meditate mm-hmm. and I use, I use guided meditations, particularly from an, a free app called insight timer. Mm-hmm. And so, and I got that tool from one of my therapists. And so I use it daily. I like, like before I, before we, we got on the line, I meditated. It was only six minutes, Mm -hmm. but it was enough time for, like I literally just woke up, go to my phone, turn on the, turn on the app and do this guided meditation. Mm -hmm. And what I find that meditation does for me is it makes me more focused. I'm able to concentrate a lot better during the day. I'm not all over the place. Like as if I don't, when the days that I don't meditate, those mornings, I'm doing all these, I'm doing 10 things at once. I'm checking emails, I'm on social media, i text texting, I'm doing everything. But on the days where I slow down and take those few moments to meditate, I'm able to to go through the day more smoothly and not like all erratic. Mm-hmm. Um, thirdly, I journal. I don't journal as regularly as I like. I want to journal every day, but honestly, one, I think I'm gonna have to start doing the journaling in the morning mm-hmm. because at nighttime when I really want to journal, I'm just tired and I don't want. I don't want to sit there and write. Yeah. And so um, journaling has been good because. You get to just put your thoughts down. You get to tell, you get to say what you're grateful for. I use it as a gratitude thing as well. Okay. You know, I, I, because I believe that the gratitude and the gratefulness brings more abundance to you. And and, um, and and we have really have a lot to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and speaking of that, I lean towards being grateful for what I have versus thinking about what I don't have. Hmm. And what that does, and because I've read a lot of books, you know, I've read a lot of books about this thing and this mindset thing. And so what people are saying, what the experts are saying is when you get in the spirit of gratefulness and gratitude, you're putting, you're putting the, your mind, one, focus on something other than your lack. Yeah. And because you're negative. not thinking, That's a
0: negative thought.
1: Exactly. It's a negative thought. Right. And so when you're thinking about this positive thought, then that's what you're projecting into your reality. Yeah. That's what you're projecting. And, and now that's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to always focus that way. But that's my that's what I'm striving for throughout mm-hmm. the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do vision boards. Mm-hmm. I haven't made I haven't made one re- recently, but um, the vision board that i the last one I made back back in the about 2015 or 2016. That's carried me through. I have I, I manifested several of the things that I put on the board, and those things really help. Even if even if your vision board is on your phone, is on your screensaver, yeah. um, I think that vision boards really connect the physical, the mind, and the subconscious. Because being able to look at something every day, focusing on it's mm-hmm. reminding you that this is what your goal is, and it and, gives you, it gives you just so a it puts your frame of mind in. It does, yeah. yes, it does, and so therefore you're able to manifest those things because you're focusing on it, you're thinking about it, and um, you, your emotions is 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 built on it because because. It's enough. It's not one. It's one thing to say I want this thing. It's another thing to say I write it and write it down. And then, then you put it on a vision board. But then you also have to feel it. You have mm-hmm. to feel it. You have to, like whatever that thing is that you want. You you have to get in those those, those good feelings right now. Mm-hmm. You know you have to think about how it's going to feel to have that thing or to do that thing right now. And so those are really. Those are my tools. Yeah. I also like I like music. I like dancing. Yeah. Um, that those are the things that keep me um, peaceful mm. and full of joy. And so, and painting. I like to paint as mm. well. Um. So I oh, and yoga. Yoga. Mm-hmm. Yoga has been a treat for me. Like once I figured out how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right and so it's really a mind body soul thing like if you really do meditation correctly and you're actually you know you shut your mind down you're not really doing a lot of thinking you know you med it's a it's to me it is a meditation because your breathing is becoming one with your movements and so to me after an hour of yoga yoga I'm I'm zapped. One, I'm tired. I've yeah. exercised, and but two, I'm I, my mind feels clearer. Yeah, and it's it, it's in it, it's
0: fascinating. Like hearing you you talk about your tools and techniques, and I'm, the reason I'm smiling is because the more conversations we have, you know, at Sidekick and also on the podcast, you realise that. Uh, in you know, if you do those things every day, like you that you say, your breathing, your meditation, um, your journaling, especially gratitude, yoga, dancing, music, these are the same things that are coming up, and we can do that, and it's already there, and it's it's free
1: to yes, do. Yes, it is.
0: And whilst a hundred percent, those shouldn't completely replace ever the need to go and speak to a psychiatrist a psychologist or take medication they are very very valid in in certain situations but there's a lot we can do and we can and we can do all these things privately If people are feeling stigmatized, they don't want to talk about mental health, they can still act on their own mental health and they can still make themselves feel, be a little more resilient so that sometimes some of the darker days where perhaps you might need to speak to someone professional don't come as often because speaking to someone professional, it's expensive
1: yes it
0: is it's prohibitive <laughs> and and you know it, we have a public health system here in the brit in britain but getting onto it and speaking to a, a, a psychiatrist on the nhs is a massively long waiting time so you often go private and you're talking a hundred pounds so or what's at 130 dollars an hour through the insurance system in in the us i assume it's very expensive at the same time and it frankly is. you know if you've if the only level of mental health support that people think they've got is that they've got to pay a hundred two hundred dollars an hour. Well, people have got to realize there's so many things they can do for free, like what you've just proposed, which f- frankly is 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 very similar to what many people propose. And we can all do this every day to make ourselves feel more
1: positive. It works, A. And then B, like I don't have I don't have a therapist right now. I mean I wish I did. But like you just said, I don't I don't have insurance. So Mm -hmm. I don't have the funds to just pay outright. You know, I just don't have the money for it. Yeah. And so, yeah, like if I didn't have these tools, then it's like, where would I be? You know, where would I be if I didn't have these tools? And but it it took me. You have to be open, Mm. you know, you have to be open because I didn't, you know, 10 years ago, I didn't know about any of that stuff. You know, I had heard about this. I had heard of vision boards, I had heard of journaling. But I wasn't doing these things 10 years ago. You know, I didn't have these coping strategies. And but it, it really it's helped. It, they they help. I don't do them every day. I don't do them as often as I like. But every time I use these tools, they work. Yeah, I mean,
0: you've really, I mean, I think I think that's a really nice place to conclude. And, and, and French, thank you so much for your time. Like, I think what we, we, we've covered, you know, we've covered a huge range of, of issues, both personal and also like structural and global and political at the same time. And, I mean, it, it's been fascinating um, um, talking about your experiences and how your experiences with bipolar and that relationship between entrepreneurship as well can lead to some really creative times but also some really difficult times as well. And yeah, all, all I can do is say, thank you so much for your time and, uh, and sharing your story and experience.
1: Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me, Matt. It's, it's been a great, I've been a great experience to be able to share this story with people because, um, I'm just an everyday person, but, um, but we everyday people we do great things so um like you i appreciate you having this platform for us well I,
0: and, and i think that's the that's the purpose of psychic stories it's to it's to if to have these conversations and and give people you know frankly everyday people like you and i a voice on mental health because the reality is we've all got mental health and it's, you know, there's no one size fits all, but there are some common things that we can share amongst ourselves that can really help. And like you said, build that community and realize that someone in London and someone in Dallas has, can have very similar experiences of mental health. It might be, might be some very, very different underlying causes, but we can still have the conversation about it. That's right. We just did it. We just did it. Thank you, so, French air, Thank you so much. And thank you to everyone listening. Um, you can subscribe to us on most major podcast platforms, YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Just search for Sidekick Community or Sidekick Stories and we'll pop up. And please do give us a rating if you like the show. French air, thank you so much again.
1: Thank you, Matt. <laughs>